Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to New York Talk. Welcome to the Rotherham United podcast. I hope you're all doing better than you were on Wednesday evening. Um, <laughs> this could be a quite a packed show we've got ahead of us. Um, you know, Burnley's Burnley's boys did their very best and overcame a 10-man Rotherham, so hats off to them um, for that achievement. We will go through everything that occurred, most of what occurred on, on Wednesday evening. And we'll try and fit in a preview of Norwich, to be honest with you. I don't know if, how much time we're going to have tonight. Um, but we will do everything we can to fit everything in. Because there's a lot of feeling and thoughts going to be going around, I think, on this episode. Um, Nick, how are you doing? I'm just looking at the camera as I can see myself on screen here. And I look very red. <laughs> you do look very red. I don't really know why that is. I wonder why. <laughs> um, Danny, how are you doing today? I direct everybody to the quote from the Inbetweeners movie, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I like I like football, but not Burnley. And then I won't repeat what else he said. But if you know the quote, you know the quote. <laughs> yes, there are five goals to talk about. Plenty of incident in between all five of those goals. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't honestly don't know where to start to be honest with you. Let's start with the positive. There's gonna be lots of negative in this episode, not just about Rodham United, to be honest with you. There's gonna be plenty of negative. Let's start with a shock start, Danny, to the game. Let's power positivity on where we can. There are, there are bits to pick out of this game, quite a lot to pick out, to be honest with you, of positive. Um, starting with Ben Wiles getting his first goal of the season and Brooke Norton Guffey, I think his first good cross of the season uh, and it was a beautiful cross and, a, and an amazing finish so to get us underway that way that was a brilliant start to the game weren't it oh yeah absolutely I think everybody more or less just settled um, <clears throat> into the seats after coming out from underneath the stand and then we're 1-0 up 
Um, so that certainly <clears throat> put Burnley's noses out a little bit, more or less from what was it, the second minute or something that Wilesy scored oh, yeah. in. Uh, and of course, it was Wilesy, the um, <clears throat> the man Burnley wanted to sign and put, I think, a two million bid in for, and then he scores against him. So, of course, it is. Um, but yeah, brill- like I said, brilliant cross from Norton Cuffey, um, and then a good header from Wilesy as well. Mm-hmm. I think it was a header. I'm still a little bit fuzzy because. Um, I didn't see which body part I connected with. I just saw the net ripple, and then everybody just surged over me. It was like just a wave of limbs went over me when we scored. Um, well, yeah, what a fantastic opening! And I think, um, it, it, at least for the first twenty minutes or so, Burnley looked on the back foot. Like they looked very shaky in that six-yard box, and I do think we unnerved them a little bit. But I think the um, the quality showed in the end for Burnley and the not so quality of somebody else as well. Um, but we'll get onto that in a bit. But yeah, to go two to go one nil up against top of the league in the opening two minutes, that's a, a statement in itself. And I think it wobbled Burnley a little bit as well. Yeah, it did. They weren't expecting expecting little Rodham to come out of that hard with it, Mick, to be honest. I, I don't think they were. I think it was two weren't it two minutes forty five seconds just a lot just long enough to eat your up dog. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody at Burnley in an hot dog to be honest with you during watching well, mate, anyway. listen, that's what not what Vinny says is it so you know <laughs> yeah good it was good it was good it was good to get that early goal in and, and that early strike in and, and just come out and be on the front foot mm, very positive um, you know if we'd done that at Cov- uh, to Coventry and we got Danny's disease if we'd done that at Cardiff we'd have been 7 0 up at half time um, and 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 that's a lesson learned for Matt Taylor, I think. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I thought Benoit had, and in general, a, a much, much, much better game, Danny. I think I'm gonna come to other stuff in a minute, but I, and this and this, I'm gonna say something which I said about Rotherham on day day one of the season. This has got to be his start point. This can't be where he goes back to the way he was. This has got to be right. This is the base. This is what the minimum is. What else you got, Wilesy? Because that 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 helps Rathbun. It helps it helps mm. Barlasser. It helps everybody else in the team. It just takes the pressure off. And if if that Ben Wiles turns up now, every week between now and when he eventually leaves, we'll, we'll be playing ceiling. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying for a bit. He just needed that goal to settle himself, and hopefully, now that he has grabbed that goal and his his confidence level will go up from it. Like we we're talking on the last show about mental state and where he's at and everything. Hopefully that goal has settled him and he did crack on from that as well. He did play very, very well. Should have got a blatant foul later on in the game that the IOFC pointed out. But again, we'll talk about um, an individual later. But yeah, hopefully this is Wiles' kick-on point now and he's like, right, I know I am capable of this and I need to get to, get to that as well. Uh, in future games and hopefully it's not just a one-off that <clears throat> he's played well against a team that wanted to sign him just to put him in the shop window again hopefully that's not the case at all mm-hmm. and uh, we see a different Wilesy against Norwich against Sheffield United even against Luton where he does have that pressing intent but also that awareness to find space in the box in that position just behind Washington which actually sort of worked mm-hmm. for him didn't it that, li- that yeah. little more of an attacking role in behind the lone striker did really work for Wilesy. 
Mm. I don't know if that's something we'll try away from home more than at home itself, but I'll have to wait and see. But Wales, he certainly likes that position. Is it? Yeah, I thought he had a really good game. Um, so hopefully he continues that. Uh, Paramount UK says, I just hope that Wales stays a football set. I mean, not, not, and not start thinking he's sure Burnley now, now what he's got, and then he can wait. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, let's move on. Stephen Adams says, I can take a defeat when it's fair, but not when I feel I've been cheated. Um, Dave Loughton says, Evening, still fuming. Uh, Phil Rawlinson has turned in just for the ref rant. <laughs> um, how did you know there were going to be a ref rant today? How did you know that? Um, obviously, we always come to Mick to start with on these type of things. Uh, let's start with the first goal, Mick. Um, there was a foul in the build-up. Uh, ben Wiles got essentially tripped over, kicked in the chest, whichever whichever side of the scale you want to go on. But there was a foul in the build-up on Ben Wiles to the goal. First well, goal. Whichever of those two fouls that happen, one after the other, you want to pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one is is Ben Wiles, Ben's. Ben Wiles is just he's bent bent down slightly, but only slightly, and chested the ball down to the floor, and then he's kicked in chest. And the referee is looking directly at it, and he is no more than ten yards away. It's a clear, clear foul. But just to just to compound that, he's then tripped up. However, which is also a clear, clear foul, and it's not given, and then they go on and score. Um it's just, it, it, I mean, that that in and of itself, just that one decision um, is, is quite a remarkable decision. And, and for me, probably the worst of the lot, I think, um, because the, the, for, the, there's no confusion there. The, the, there can't be any 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 sort of any doubt. It is a clear and obvious foul to use the VAR term, term, terminology. Um, and and he's just he's just he's just not given it, and yet during the course of the game for both sides he's given much less. Mm. Um, so so yeah, I, I mean maybe there's an argument we could have perhaps defended it a little bit better, but the ball in and the ball back across were excellent. They were they were top quality. They stretched uh, it, didn't it? They stretched yeah. everything so that it would it, but, it became. That should never have happened. Yeah, that should never have happened. Uh, because we should be taking a free kick and the ball should have been in their area, not ours. Mm. Um, so, and that's not to say they wouldn't have got a goal. Obviously, they would, um, because they did. And they, they even, I mean, to be fair, they even managed uh, a, a non-controversial goal out of the three that they scored, which you know, which has got to be a bonus. Uh, one out of three ain't bad, is it? I suppose. Uh, but but that 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 kind of then started to set the tone for for uh, for Lee Doughty's performance from that point onwards, really. Um, and, and it just deteriorated from then on. It did. Uh, Shelly RFC says, foul aside, who's picking up Rodriguez? For me, Danny, it's one of those things that the ball across where where he obviously went over Norton Cup his head was a stunning ball. I think it was Goodmanson with the ball. It was a brilliant ball. And the header back across is probably even better because it's just high enough, only just high enough to get over the keeper. It was probably going to go in anyway. Um Aside from the foul, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the defender. I think we did the best we could. They're always going to have that little bit of quality. Look at the players they've got. They're always going to have that something. And from that point, I don't necessarily mind the defensive part, defensive side of it. What, what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, Rodriguez basically heads it in as it's on the line. Yeah. 
don't you really? I made the initial call that he was offside when he brought the header over the goalkeeper, which I haven't had a chance to look at it, look at it back. I, I have had people and um, a qualified referee say to me, I thought he were offside in that situation. I thought he was at first, yeah. Yeah, but, but anyway. Um, yeah, so like, like I say, I'm not really fussed about the defensive side of it because <clears throat> the defensive side, Rodriguez has made that, obviously made that lump forwards. And I don't think even the goalkeeper, even Victor's expecting the ball to be headed over him and then headed in by somebody else. Like I say, it was probably going in anyway. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, defensively, we were okay, hmm. I thought, against. But to say we were playing against a team that has such majesty about itself, being top of the league and better than every team in this division, I tell you what, we really gave them a game, didn't we? Didn't I we think go? if you... Take away the refereeing aspect and some questionable ideas, shall we say, on, on the touchline and may, maybe a sub or two. On the pitch itself, we gave Burnley one heck of a game. Mm. To, to say it was relegated from the rem, from the Premier League against promoted from League One, I couldn't tell there was much difference in them two teams unless you were to put the players' fees on paper. Mm. Um like I've already mentioned, um, we completely rattled them after the first goal. They, we caused them all sorts of problems within their own six-yard box to the point where it was actually surprising how lost their back line looked in the six-yard box, especially in the early stages. Um, and even the equaliser, it didn't really help them that much because as soon as Chio came on, he came in and poked in another one. Yeah. Um but yeah, with, with Rodriguez's goal, it, I think, yeah, like I say, it was going in anyway. And um, I think that's when the questions really started coming up about the linesman as well. Because it, it, if he's onside, it is only, only just. Who are we talking about yeah. here? Rodriguez. First goal. No, no, we're offside. The ball's Why? backwards to him. It can't no, have gone backwards. Ball, it's, gone, it, the backwards. it's gone forwards. It no, can't have gone backwards because they were on the line. It, it, weren't, it, it weren't. may have tried to head it backwards, but the ball has gone forwards. Well, for, for me, the, the ball. ball, the ball the Either ball way, it's behind the ball when it's played, so they can't be offside. I don't know. Hmm. Rules change that often. I'm not sure we can be honest with you. But, I, I, I'm, I'm willing to accept it. I'm willing to accept this offside. Hmm. I'm, not, I'm not. That's not. Yeah, that that that. that I think that overall, the, the, the out of both questionable walls, that one's the least questionable of the two. Yeah, shall we say? Okay. Um. One thing I will say is the absolute stunner that was called offside, I think, was less offside than their third goal. <laughs> Which, anyway. Yeah, that was close. That was very close. But the angles weren't very good, were they? And, you know, mm. uh, surprisingly for a Premier League club. Um, Adrak says, you're not fussed about when three players were marking nobody. Good God. I'm not saying that we couldn't have defended the, the, the goal better. What I'm saying is they stretched the ball really well. The ball initially from Goodmanson is a brilliant ball. The header back's even better. Sometimes these things are that good. These goals are going to happen. Um, yeah, we could always do things better, but there's bigger fish to fry, I think, than worrying about that type of goal. That can happen, Mick. Mick go on. It shouldn't, have, it shouldn't have happened. No, it shouldn't have happened because they're It shouldn't have been there. And, and, this, and I, know, I know I can go on about it, but this is the thing I find so difficult to get my head around and get over and, and what makes me so frustrated about it. Because the, the lack of consistency, again... From the officials, just it just it beggars belief. The the fact that 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 foul is not given on Ben Wiles is just it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. 
It really is. He's booted him in chest and then tripped him up afterwards. A referee does it just nothing at all. And 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 that's what I find so frustrating about it. And and that's before we get on to other the, the, the debacle at the other end of the uh, end of the match. You know, it, it, but ultimately we we went at them. Um, and and whether that and and and, they, and and rattled them up to a point at times, they 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 would argue they made defensive errors that that, that cost them their goal, that cost them our goals. I would argue that we forced them into those errors, or certainly maybe not the errors themselves, but certainly psychologically putting them put them on the back foot up to a, up to a point. Um, and you go through social media today, and you look at some of the more sort of reasonable comments from both Rotherham and Burnley supporters together. And, and, and there's quite a few saying that we're probably the best side that they played this season, or maybe not the best side, but certainly given more of a scare than anybody else has this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got no, I've got no complaints about the Rotherham United performance of, of, of Wednesday night, none at all for any of it personally. Um, it, it, you know, we, 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 we did as much as we possibly could. But that in and of itself is frustrating as well. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, where we've got some comments. Steve Adams, the sat show we gave away four fouls all game. Uh, Wiles, Barlassa and Bramwell times two. Four fouls, one red card. Um, four, well, the, the point that, 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 uh, that Stephen's making there is we gave away four fouls and got four red, four yellow cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. How does that work? <laughs> How does that work? Yeah. Um, I mean... Um, Mathrax one says Rotherham's attack was brilliant and Burnley weren't playing at best. Poor passing and defence from Burnley, but the constant time wasting and dirty play from Rotherham came back to bite you. We'll probably come on to that in a moment. We'll pick that apart because there's a couple of points in there to pick apart, and, it's, and, they're, and they're interesting points as well. So yeah, we'll, we can pick that apart in a bit. <laughs> but we can because some of it's right, and, and some of it I would argue against. Yeah. Another positive: Chio Chio comes back on five weeks off, whatever it's been. Replaced by replaced as Washington, Danny. And I suppose before we move on, Washington was brilliant. I would have thought I would work Washington as a lone man, but other than a, if it weren't for a stunning save in the first half, we go two 0 up from a brilliant attacking. From, from hats off to Washington for doing the dirty work. To be honest with you, because I thought he was brilliant. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I thought I thought he was as well. Um, I'm not sure whether he could do it for the full ninety, and that's why thankfully yeah. we've got Chio there now. But yeah, Washington really did command that front line himself, but he didn't like force Wiles to stay behind him, if that makes mm. sense. Like him and Wiles sort of interchanged quite well. Um, I think that might be down to experience Washington saying, I don't always have to be the front man. You can play mm. the cam slightly more in front of me and then just keep rotating it round as position suits. Um, but yeah, stunning say from their keeper. Bit of praise for Burnley. Oh, what's happening? I feel faint. Um, but yeah, but yeah, praise for Burnley. Their keeper pulled off an amazing save that stopped little old Rotherham going 2 0 up. I should um, say his kit is terrible. I don't know what it's, it's like silver and then 80s wallpaper on top. It were really yeah, strange. Yeah, it was it was very strange, but oh well, design team each to their own. Uh, I do like Burnley's home kit though. Just putting it out there. I do like that kit. I don't mind it, yeah. Just saying. Um, but yeah, I was Truth be told, I was a little bit worried seeing Washington as the lone man mm. when the lineup was announced. Um, but those concerns were put to bed more or less straight away because he just played that role excellently. Um, is it? I, we, we sort of 
see that position as being a bit more of a he shall not be named who went to Chef Wednesday or a Tom Eves sort of role yeah. where it's the big man who collects the ball, holds it up, and then the off runner picks it up and he, as he runs beyond him. Um, so to have a shorter striker in Connor Washington was more of a runner rather than a hold, holder up of the ball. Um, it's The system sort of shouldn't work, but it did with mm. Washington because he pressed enough and he ran enough and he got stuck in enough where he made it work. And with a team like Burnley, they have got some big lads at the back, so the aerial threat wouldn't have worked. So I think Matt Taylor's mm. got that right by playing Washington as your, your presser um, and your attacker rather than the big man holding up the play and waiting for the runners. So I think mm. he's got that one right. And if again, I've said it before and I'll say it again, if that's how we're going to play away from home, yeah, <clears throat> people like to have a whinge about the time wasting, but it is a little bit funny though, isn't it? It's a lot funny, to be honest with you. Um, well, can I just pick you up on one point there about Burnley's kit? Go on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it looks like a, a, a 1980s bedspread and curtain combo. I think that's what they were get. going for. Yeah, we've got <laughs> retro. They're sponsored by um, Classic Kits or whatever well, it is. I'll be honest. I mean, they were, they were, they were, they were horrible in the 80s. <laughs> and we're 40 years plus now we're 40 years on now and they haven't aged as well as they, as you thought they might do I don't mind that kit I thought the keeper's kit was horrendous but I don't mind their outfield kit yeah. um, anyway Chio two minutes Mick like less than two minutes on the pitch um, yeah. he's just got the X factor hasn't he? and that's why he now is a strike I know he filled in at right wing back in the end um, but it, it shows how much we've missed him didn't it um I don't know, does it? Well, nobody else does that, do they? No, nobody no, else they does don't. Teams. They don't, and, and he's got the pace, and he scored, and, and then he did fantastically well with first touch at ball. Um, yeah, excellent. Excellent, really, really good. Um, I, I think when you see it from a certain angle, he got a bit lucky getting it through a defender's legs, but it doesn't matter whatsoever. You know, his first touch at ball, he comes on, he runs at defenders, and, it, and he causes them nightmares. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, and it's good to have him back because it, it is something different up front. That uh, that we have been lacking, uh, so I just hope that he comes back with a bit of a vengeance and mm-hmm. and and you know his work rate doesn't sort of drop uh, as, it, as it did before he got injured a little bit at times. So it, it's but yeah, absolutely, it's great to have him back, definitely, definitely. And when that went in, I know that neighbours round again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the same. For the first goal with Wiles, I just laughed. I barely celebrated. I laughed because it was Ben Wiles that scored. It just had to be. And yeah. I probably celebrated the cheer goal. I don't mind. Don't mind in that one. Um, then came carnage. To be honest with you, then came the um, well, the issues. Um, Danny, let's start with the first yellow card on Coin Bramble. The two there's two yellow cards in the game worth talking about. The first one's Coin Bramble, um, which he gets booked right in front of Old Vinny. If that's anywhere else on pitch, he don't get booked. The reason he got booked is because of Vincent Company's reaction. And Vincent Company was very, I said clever. He knew exactly what we were doing. He made a big deal out of it. And then as soon as the yellow card came out, he came back. And he even apologised to Corin Bramall for kicking off. So Company's known exactly what he's done. And it's, well, it's just weak refereeing. It's not a yellow card, that first one, for me. I disagree if you like. It's not a yellow card. It's very harsh. Very, very harsh. I mean, <clears throat> you have seen him given before, but it's it's very, very harsh. And like you said, I think company's reaction has influenced the referee a little bit. But 
that's what football is about now. You know, buying things that get the little advantage to your team. I think it's, it's gamesmanship. I think is. Yeah, in, in one sense, but if we don't want to get fined, we call it gamesmanship, mate. No, because <laughs> hey, there's no such word. It's cheating. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, well, but when this, when this comes back, I'm not being fined for saying Vincent Company's a cheat. He is, but I'm going to call it said, gamesmanship. It? <laughs> it's not what I said, but yeah. But yeah, but all you need to do is look at Vincent Company's reaction, um, the referee giving the yellow card out, and then straight away Matt Taylor's reaction. Matt Tiller's reaction was the best. Yeah, that, that, head. that that's going to be that has to be made into a meme at some point because yeah. it is the perfect reaction. Hands on head, can't fathom what's just happened, and and it's the fact that he's apologised to Kevin Bramwell as well. It's like you've definitely bought that. But as someone who's um, studied under Pep Guardiola at Man City, who himself is very dramatic on the touchline with certain things. Um, He's learnt from one of the best at doing it and is uh, now inflected that onto us. And as a club who's not dealt with the theatrics of the Premier League or Premier League managers that much, um, that's why to us it's such a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, such a, um, a volatile reaction to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shelley RFC says, yeah, but he's given the referee a decision to make. I don't think he has, to be honest with you. I, I, I think if I think it's probably a foul, probably. I don't think it's an obvious foul. I think it's probably a foul, and nothing more. He's not. He's not. It's not cynical. He's not stopping from going anywhere. It's not excessive. It's not anywhere near being dangerous. I, I, I can't think of a reason to give it a yellow card, to be honest with you, Mick, other than the fact that Vincent Company wanted it to be. You look at the referee's reaction when you watch the video. You know the referee gives a foul and starts running away, and 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 then he realizes that the, the, it would appear he realizes the reaction on the touchline and thinks, oh, it must have been more serious than I first yeah. thought. I'll give him a yellow. That's how it appears. Mm. Uh, obviously, we don't know. Um, I don't think on that occasion he gave the referee a decision to make. No, I, don't. I think I, I I am of the view, and I'm not saying it's right, but I'm of the view that that uh, that Vinnie Boy was the one that gave the referee the decision to make not Colin Bramall on that occasion. But you look at the comments that I've read about um, about Burnley's management team view on Colin Bramall, they realised he was a danger to them. They knew that he was a danger. They, they realised that he, he was he was causing them all sorts of problems down that side going forward and, and stopping them causing lots of problems in defence. He was man at match, Colin Bramall, for me last night. It's red card or not, he was the man of the match. I thought it was outstanding. Um, so, so, so that's another reason for them to cheat uh, and try and get him sent off. You know, I, 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 I don't mean that to sound like I, like it does. Um, it, it's just part and parcel of the the way that people behave, managers and players behave. Um, so, but yeah, it, it, I don't think he did give him a decision to make. No, I don't think that decision came from. What Colin Bramall did, personally, mm, agreed. Um, Sean Green says cheating. Well said, Mick. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, Jonathan says I thought that, thought the card was for Vinny. It's disgraceful. Yes, I did at the time as well. Yeah, I think, and I think this goes with the second one. I think the fourth official's given both, especially the second one. If you look at the second decision, the second yellow card. 
the referee spends a lot of time looking in that direction. Now, he's either waiting for a thumbs up from company, which I think is obviously very unlikely, um, or he's talking to somebody through his, through his headset, which I think was the fourth official. And I think the fourth official get the first one as well. I could be wrong. In terms of that second one, my immediate reaction was that's a yellow card. Mine was as well. Immediate. Um, so on that occasion, he has given the referee a decision to make. However, it is not a yellow card. It is not a foul. If it is going to be a foul, it's a foul on Colin Bramall, not the other way around. However, that is not how it appeared at first sight. And the referee's got one shot. He's got one shot. If you want to talk about cheating, that's why Cohen Bramall got sent off. That's why he got the second yellow card because of the reaction of, of the clown, the, the the clown Burnley player, because his reaction was beyond embarrassing. Um, you know, he, he's 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 throwing his head back, his arms up in the air before he's even hit floor, and then he's he's, he's rolling about thrashing floor when all he's done in actual fact in reality. And it's there to, for everybody to see on video. All he's done is kicked Cohen Bramall in the thigh. Mm-hmm. That, but when you yeah. boil that incident down, Cohen Bramall has got both his hands behind his uh, by his side. He's, he's all he's doing is slowing his run. He's stopping his run. He's not trying to play the ball. He's not trying to play the man. He is simply just there. And the, the Burnley players followed through, kicked him. And then throwing himself about like like something like like something pathetic, spot on, mate. Off. So that's what that, that and it's things like that 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 I, I as far as I'm concerned, he's just plain cheating. It has to be cheating because he's not injured in the way that he's claiming to be injured. Therefore, it's cheating because if he's claiming to be that that injured, it can only be for one reason. If he's not injured, and that's to get the player sent off. It cannot, that's the only reason it can be like that. Mm. So, yeah. But having said all that, I can see why the referee gave him a yellow card, because I would have done. Inst- yeah, that, 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 that's where you can... I'm not going to level criticism on Colin Bramble, <laughs> because he, he essentially didn't do anything wrong, because, because yeah. of the thing, everything you just mentioned. Um, but I can see exactly why the referee's given it. I, I, again, I agree, Mick. If I'm the referee, I'd probably give the same decision. Yeah. Although if I had given the first decision, I am... Sec- I am Second guessing, I'm second guessing everything. You know what yeah. I mean? You've got to, it, because he clearly wasn't sure about the first yellow card, you could see the conversation he was having. And you could see the conversations he was having for the second one. Um, it's, no, I agree. I, I, I agree with Mick. I can see why he's giving it. But obviously, Danny, I'll let you have your two cents on this one. It's, it's not a second. It shouldn't be a yellow. Neither are, neither are yellows, really, realistically. Before I uh, give my answer to the Court of Appeal, I'm going to crack a beer open. Bear with. <laughs> right. Colin Bramall's second yellow card, Ian doesn't touch their player. Their player kicks him. I've, I've just watched the replay back um, from the TV angle, just to make sure my argument is justified. On the TV angle, it looks like Colin Bramall effectively runs into him right and um but if you watch it closely he's in the process of slowing down from making the um the pressing run and from my angle behind behind where it happened it were only about 20 25 yards in front of where i was cohen bramwell doesn't touch him he stops in time the players 
connected with Kevin Bramwell from the follow-through of him kicking the ball, he's felt the contact and gone down like a sack of spuds to try and get Kevin Bramwell sent off because he was a threat down that left side. There's no way on earth that is a yellow card. Even the Sky commentator said it wasn't a yellow card. Um, and I had a qualified referee stood next to me. It wasn't Howard Webb, before anyone says anything. Um, but he, the, he is a qualified ref, and he was giving that referee some stick, saying it is the worst referee in performance he's seen. He's lost his bottle. And and this lad sometimes says, you know, like the likes of Gavin Ward and Oliver Langford, he, he calls them out when they've had really good games and been fair and consistent. Whereas he said this guy had lost the game completely and it went into Burnley's favour. Um, we'll get on to the conversation about how many minutes we were out for time wasting in a minute because, again, this, this lad was keeping the time that he thought should have been added on as a respectable um, refereeing decision. <clears throat> Uh, Kevin Bramwell now can't take part in the Norwich game because it's a two yellow red card suspension. So it's only one game. Um, but unfortunately, we can't appeal it. We can only complain about it. Which is worth nothing. Nothing at <laughs> all. Um, I'm just gutted for Kevin Bramwell personally mm. because like you've said, Matt, I don't think he did anything wrong in that game. He's been a victim of an overreacting manager and an absolutely appalling decision. And I think that's why the away end clapped him off because we knew he didn't deserve it. We, as some of us didn't even realise he had been booked before. We thought it was Vincent Company that had been booked, and then only found out it was Cohen's second yellow when he got sent off. Yeah. So it it oh, it, it puzzled me. Yeah. Um, this has taken not. It's not even split opinion. Um, <laughs> Jerry Lansford says, having seen the replay, Bramall made no contact that can be seen from where the away fans were sat as well. Pound would ask if it can be overturned. No, um, because them's the rules. <laughs> uh, Nicholas Skidmore, and I think this is also a factor. I think the pace that Bramall is running at makes it look worse as well. And I think that's possibly right as well, because obviously we know all my quick ears. It, look, it does look worse than nothing, because nothing happened. I think the bottom line is, Matt, I don't think you can criticise the referee for giving him a yellow card for that. I, I, I genuinely don't, because he's got one opportunity to see it, you know, and and, and, and we've, we've both said, your first view of it, that's a yellow. Yeah. But the reality is different. But he's put himself in that position. He's given himself no choice now by, by the stupid decision the first time. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it's frustrating. But yeah, I can see why he was sent off. Despite, but again, if the Burnley player just gets up and gets on with it, he's probably just going to get a free kick, and that's the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Former Premier League players throwing themselves around like that. Honestly, mate, it absolutely boils my blood. Oh, get ready really for Saturday. Good save. <laughs> get ready for Norwich. Oh, and we've got Norwich coming Saturday. I mean, that's just going to be. Doesn't sit near me on Saturday. Whatever yeah. you do, <laughs> word of advice: don't sit near me. Danny, I'm coming to sit with you, mate. Okay, you, can, you, can, you can sit with me and my last. Oh no, she's going to say whole new side to me against Norwich. I'll be up and have a barrier <laughs> screaming. Oh dear. Good yeah. challenge, um, Simpson. Just simply, the rules are rubbish. Some of them are. Yes, you're yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Um. And then, again, it's all inter inter interconnected. Obviously, the red card happens, Danny. And then as 
then the time let's let's call it what it is time wasting starts let's not beat around the bush we started wasting time as every single football club in the entire football league and premier league and non-league would do you're 2-1 up away from home against top of the league with 10 men you're going to start wasting time it's going to happen we're not pretending it didn't happen are we but do you think we took it too far do you think the 10 minutes was justified What's your view on our dark arts, as uh, it's been referred to? Uh, I don't think it's dark arts at all. I think it's clever tactics. Um, you've just put it straight back in in black and white there. 2-1 up against top of the league with 10 men. You're not going to try and go for a third, are you? Yeah. You're going you're to slow the game down, keep the team with more people on the pitch than you um, at arm's length and effectively dig in. That's more or less the only thing you can do unless you get a lucky counter-attack and get a lucky third goal. And that's what the vast majority <clears throat> of any team in the Football League and National League would do in that situation. I've seen people come saying, um, when did we become Wickham? We're not because we're not time-wasting from the 24th minute. You're not the taking ball... a draw. Exactly. We're not, we're not there just for the point. And if we score one before the other team, we'll, go, we'll just sit on that instead. We actively responded to Burnley's equaliser in the second half and went in front. And then we had to actively respond to us going to 10 men, which is to sit behind the ball, keep Burnley at arm's length and effectively defend with our lives. Um, <clears throat> it didn't equate to 10 minutes at all. Um, I had two watchers, one on, me, one on my own thing, one on my own that I started after Cohen Bramwell went off thinking, right, let's do a count and see how many we get added on. I counted at least seven minutes, and that's from after the red card. My mate had his going, and he said, I've got just over eight minutes, so I'll say nine. And the referee held up ten, and we played 12, and they put the score in the 11th. And I think there was a collective shriek of shock when we saw 1-0 on the board. Because <laughs> yeah. we don't even get ten minutes added on when we can play us. You know, so there's something going to miss there, if that's the case. Um but yeah, I don't think it's dark arts at all. I think it's us responding to the situation that we're in because we saw the same against Stoke, right? Let's not, let's not pretend it's not happened before. It's a tactic where we've gone right. We are in a winning position, and all the points are vital for us this season. So if we're in that winning position, we are going to try and finesse the opposition into either frustrating them or to do something silly or just to keep them at arm's length. And a club in our position in this league, that's what you sort of have to do. You have to fight for every point. And if every, and if every point we're fighting for means we do employ some finessing tactics, but it means we stay up at the end of the season, fair enough. But that's not just us doing that. That's more or less every promoted team that's come out of League One is also doing that because it gives them the foothold to build on the next season. Mm. And... Yeah, another one. It didn't. It didn't work at Coventry. Yeah, we got a point out of it though, and to win a very unfortunate penalty. To a soft penalty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it should and have then, worked. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But, that, but that's the thing. Sometimes it works, like at Stoke. Sometimes it sort of works, like at Coventry. And sometimes you get caught out with it, like at Burnley. It's not a refined tactic at all. It's a mm. tactic that you have to dig in and hope works. Not 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 hope is in the sense of praying to the whatever God you believe in sort of thing. 
is in a thing of I hope we hold out because like I say every point's important and the the winning of every point is important and when you've scored two goals already against Burnley and you've gone down to 10 men that's when you really do need to dig in because you think you can get something but unfortunately football is a very cruel game sometimes it is um Rhys Miller says the biggest time wasting was when Cuffey got subbed he was near the touchline and the opposition walked towards the dugout now that was the referee that told him to do that and then mm-hmm. this is this is something that often I don't know if it's in the laws or not, but when when there is a substitution for the away team, the general consensus don't make them go off at the nearest point because they've got to walk past the the home fans, and that potentially becomes a safety issue. So that's why he was told to go there, and, he, and to be fair to him, he did run off at that point as well. Uh, he didn't stroll off, did he? He did eventually run. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, but we've got a few people in Mick saying basically Norton Cuffey was guilty. Uh, I can't find the comments now, to be honest with you, but Norton Cuffey was guilty of time wasting. Um, did you take it too far? No. No, not at all. I mean, he's, he's, we know, we know that he's carrying an injury. Um, because he's been out with it and he's, he's only just come back. That It's obviously still not bang on right. Uh, he's not got the pace that he had in the in, in the early stages of his, his Rotherham United career. So there's there's obviously some injury there um, somewhere along the line because this is not the first game this has happened in where he's, where he's gone down and had to be kind of cajoled back onto the pitch a little bit. Uh, so he's obviously concerned that he's got an injury. Yes, I accept that... Some of it might have been game management, time wasting, whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, to pick up on what Danny said there, he's absolutely right. And nobody, no football fan in the country, I'm sure, when you're 2-1 up, down to 10 men against top of the league, thinks you're going to go out all that, going to continue an all-out attack. Because if you do think that, you're watching the wrong game. It's not going to happen, is it? Uh, my interest is is is, is more of, of when did this suddenly become a thing for the referee adding time on for time wasting because it's not been <laughs> done before. Yeah, it's not. I've I've my genuinely point, hand say. on heart can't remember a time when that's happened, mm-hmm. and I can base that on the fact that for the last three seasons we've played Wickham Wanderers, <laughs> and it, and if if the referee genuinely if we when you play Wickham if the referee was adding time time on at the end. For time wasting, the games would have gone on for 120, 130 minutes. Mm. So I don't understand. I don't understand why this has suddenly become a thing. 
Well, I do, obviously. It's Little Old Rotherham beating top at League 2-1. We need to give them a bit more, bit of extra time. I, I know that's a stupid thing to say, but that's how it feels at times. Um, it, we're going to clamp down on time-wasting. We're going to clamp down on time-wasting. We do it for four, four matches by managing it throughout the game, booking players who are time-wasting and getting on with it. Then we stop all of a sudden and we don't do it anymore. And then... We do it by stealth. We just wait while end of game and then put 10 minutes on. Well, what is it? It needs to be consistent. If you're going to stamp down on it, stamp down on it and stamp down on it in the same way. I don't know what where those 10 minutes came from. I don't. I, I, I genuinely don't. I mean, we didn't have 10 minutes against Coventry when I think how many substitutions were there in the second half? Eight? Something like that, yeah. Well, the whole, one, the whole one's a better example. In the second half, what were the four goals... Ten substitutions, yes, and he played three minutes, yeah, or whatever. It, it was some. It was, at the most, it was four, and I think yeah. that's your buzzword is consistency, yeah. And if you think there was ten minutes out of time on Tuesday, I don't necessarily Wednesday. Sorry, I don't necessarily have a problem. You could have argued seven or eight. I think you it, you, could, you could have argued, but if you want to play ten, that's absolutely fine. But can we do this on every single game? You know, no, in, no. well, that's exactly, and that's the problem. It's not consistent. If if that's a different referee, and this is and I, there's different interpretations of rules, and I get that. But when it comes to time, there is no different interpretations. There is one. There is only one interpretation when it comes to time. So there can there cannot be a difference in ten minutes to three minutes. Let's use those two games as an example. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I don't buy it, and it don't wash. Um, there needs to be more consistency on it. Exactly, exactly. The, 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 is there a policy? Do the PGMOL or PG, whatever they call it, I can't remember, do they have a policy on what we, how are we going to deal with time-wasting within the game? Because it's a big thing. We're going to stamp down on it this season. We're going to clamp down yeah. on it. We're going to stop it happening. It's a big thing. Is that all we did? Just say, it's a big thing, let's deal with it. Or yeah. did we come up with a policy and a means and a method of dealing with this sort of behaviour on pitch? Because clearly we didn't. Yeah. Because one referee allows ten substitutions and four goals in three minutes, and another referee just thinks, oh, well, I'll put ten on." It would appear because they've been a bit naughty and a bit time wasted. Well, we wouldn't have been time wasting if you hadn't got your if you'd have got your decisions right in first place. Because we'd have still had eleven men and we'd have still been going for a game. I don't know. It, it, it's it's just it's frustrating. It's frustrating so so much. And and I, I keep going on about it. I know it's a difficult job. It's hard, which is why I'm not going to call him out for, for that second yellow card. It's hard. But you've got to be consistent in applying rules across every game. Because if you don't consistently apply the rules across every game, some teams will get an advantage over others. And that's not right. Yeah, I think Leeson says we never get 11 minutes either when we're losing 2-1 as an example. But certain clubs get in their favour. I think I think it's bottled the, the, not only Vincent Company factor and the Craig Bellamy factor. He was on the bench, obviously. Uh, the crowd. I think he allowed the crowd to get on his back, and I think he started reacting. To he lost crowd it. As well. you, you, did, you, yeah. you said earlier on the, the referee lost the game, probably before, but certainly at the sending off. I mean, there's there's, there's more incidents to talk about. <laughs> forty-five minutes in, we've not even yeah, forty-five minutes in, and there's there, there's other incidents to talk about. I mean, first of all, for me, the stamp on Chio. That were, that were, yeah, that's a, that's a I mean, shock. It's bizarre. Lino couldn't be any closer. No, he couldn't. 
I mean, the only way the linesman could have been closer to, cheer, to, to that happening was if it were him that stamped on Chio. <laughs> yeah, he was so close to it. Yeah. And, and nothing. He gets a yellow card. But he gets a yellow card probably for his reaction to mm. the Rotherham player's reaction, not for the stamp. That, that for me, is a straight red. Yeah. VIR gives that. I know we criticise VIR. VIR gives that as a red card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> oh, have you, are you, do you, are you going on to are you going on to goal or do you want to go on to the the the, the foul given for Chio by by allowing the Burnley player to climb on his back? I mean that one. There's a flailing arm for Chio. I, I'm happy again with that one. I'm happy either way. Did the did the flailing arm come before he was climbed all over or after he was climbed all well, over? Well, let's him first. I'm watching the clip now, so I can let you know. So yeah. let's let's see. So in, so in this clip, Chio the ball comes ball comes over from one of our players. Chio gets climbed all over. Then he stick. It looks like he sticks his up. He has a flailing arm. Their player goes down. The lino doesn't give the foul. The lino oh. gives offside against Chio. Did he? Yep. If you watch if you watch his flag, he doesn't wave his flag that it's a free kick. He gives an offside by the looks of it. Oh, oh no! Oh no! I'm wrong. I, ju- I just no. The, the clip didn't pan quick enough. He does wave <laughs> his flag about. Oh, our goodness, eh? Good grief! <laughs> then it looked. Then either Chio is a complete finesse and he's just kept running with the ball, or he's not heard the whistle. That's subject to debate. And then their player just blatantly shoves him in the back, mm. which I think, even though play has been all, already stopped, that is still a booking. He did book um, into that, to be fair. Yeah, so fair enough on that one. Um, didn't he book? Did he book Chio as well for his flailing arm? I'm not sure. I don't think he did book Chio. Makes no, but but I I think the flailing oh. arm is a little bit subjective to give the free kick for them. To be honest, so if he's let me get this right, so he's given a free kick for the basically a forearm into the face of the yeah, yeah. and and, Chio, and Chio's on the turn it. as well, but not, but not but yeah, but yeah. I, I see what Mick's saying. Mick's saying is if you've done that. If you flailed your arm, it's a booking, isn't it? And then books Barlasser for his reaction to Chio getting blatantly shoved to the floor. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that, anyway, move on. Because that's the point I'm saying. He, he completely lost it there. He, yeah. he, he, I genuinely don't think he knew what he was doing. He was no, just like it would, it would be a bit headless chicken stage. Mm. Um, the second and, 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 was, oh, sorry. and then the final one, of course, is the throwing that should have been our throwing, which led to their winner. But. Yeah, we'll anyway. come about now. Just hats off to the second goal for Burnley. That's a stunner. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? You know, that's what that's one of those things. Um, these these are a quality team with some quality players uh, at that end of the pitch. Certainly at that end of the pitch, it's just it's just a stunning goal. There's no point. There's no point in talking about it any further. Well done. Hats off to the lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, good player. Yeah, very good player. Um, yeah. Goal number three had a significant amount more controversy. Um, the ball gets kicked out of play by Wes, by Wes kicking it at the uh, Burnley player. Can't wait, were now. Um, there's no defending this one, Danny. You can, we can say the second yellow card is debatable. We can say certain other things about time wasting. It's debatable. This is a shocker. Lino, and it's difficult to know whether the Lino's had a shocker or a ref's had a shocker because Lino doesn't put his flag up to make a decision. The referee makes the decision. But as, as a team... They've had an absolute shocker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it doesn't just fall... Uh, um, was it Doherty, the man in the middle? 
can't remember. We, we, we Doughty. Lee Doughty. Lee Doughty, right. Okay, so it, <laughs> it's not... Yeah, one in yeah, the referee lead out to you. Yeah, lead out to you. So <clears throat> I don't think it's just lead out to you. I think he has made a shocking decision on uh, Bramwell's seconds, second card. But I think the team as a whole have had a bit of a mare, to be fair. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how he's, he's missed that throw in. Like, he stood close enough to it that if, even if that's a position and you're being a linesman for under 14s, you know which way to give that. You know, it's been kicked yeah. one player from, to the other. The ball has then changed direction after hitting the other player, so it's a throw to the team that's in yellow. But the lino just goes, no, oh no, it's a throw to them. That it's clearly come off you. It's like, eh, what? And it's got to the point where it's, it's uh, granted, it's a new account, but it's still funny. Did the ref get it wrong? And it's just yes. Um, it yeah. was a throw in the other way, and it led to Burnley's winner. Of course, it is. Um, but yeah, can we talk about Norwich now? Because I'm getting sick and tired of talking about Burnley. It, it's been ingrained in my head all day, and I want to talk about a different team. It's cathartic. It's, yeah. Yes, but it's like therapy. Um, Gerald but, Simpson says there was another foul in Wiles in the build-up. Yep. Yep. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike the Villa says, guys, can we cut out the attacks on the referee? We time-wasted in the end. We paid for it. We're not attacking the referee. What we're doing is we're essentially assessing his performance and we're saying it's not up to the standards. In our opinion, mm-hmm. it's not up to the standards. If we if Rotherham United play badly, we're going to say we play badly. Look at the card. Look, watch the review we did after the Cardiff game. We really laid into the Rotherham United because they were rubbish. There's there's four or five incidents from the officiating team. Let's not let's not lay it on the referee because obviously the line are both lines are parts to play. If they've not, if they've been bad and made mistakes, we'd call them out and say they've bad made mistakes. That's that's only right. The, the the impact the referee and officials had impacted the game, and you could argue, and we are arguing, that they essentially cost us at least a point, at least a point. So we are going to cover that in that sense. Um, Mick, do you want to have anything to say on the throwing incident that Danny's not covered? Because it's just I, bad. I, don't, I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised there was, there was an incident just shortly before that when the ball went out of play by at least six inches, probably about a foot that yeah. the line said had stayed in. I mean, it was so it was so clear you could see the the, the running track between the ball and the, the white line. Um, so you know, it, 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 it wasn't switched on. Um, it gave the Barnes goal as offside. How we saw that, I don't know because I don't yeah. think it was. It, it, it was so close. Um, and it was closer to being onside for me than their final goal. Mm. There, was, there was very little to choose between those two um, those two goals as to which one was offside. If one was offside, they were both offside for me. But you know, that's that's how it is. It, that's a difficult decision. They're, they are very very tough decisions, particularly for the goal, um, because obviously it's the shots comes in, it's bounced back. You know, it's a tough decision for the linesman to make. However, we should never have got to that stage. Wes, bless him, should not have been arguing with Lino. You know, he's got to take it. He's got to take it to that point. He's got Adrex, to take Adrex it. says, what's your reaction to Hardy getting on with the game? He went to get the ball for his throwing. It, it, yeah, he did. And waited yeah, half a second, half a second that, that, too long. Come on. He also then went to, uh, to linesman and started arguing with him instead of picking his player, which is what he should have done because he knows he's not going to change his mind. It's been given. So I've, 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 Wes has got a little bit, got to take a little bit on on, on the chin for that. Um, 
you know, it it it, it has. Um, the defending for for the for that wasn't particularly great at all. Uh, that ball should never have been back. So again, Victor will be very disappointed as well. Well, I'm going to say that, that firstly, the cutback shouldn't have been allowed to to um, to, to to be done. Um, Victor will be incredibly disappointed that he didn't hold that because it was a tame shot, a very very tame shot, and it just squirmed out. And then it's arguable whether or not um, it was offside or otherwise. Um, but you know, it's it is what it is, isn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, at that point, if it just felt like it just felt like we were just going, to, we were playing next goal winner, didn't we? That's how it felt. Yeah. Uh, and he pointed out we're we're now eleven minutes into ten minutes injury time. Um, it, it's just bizarre, but anyway, what can you yeah. do? Yeah, I want to bring it back, Danny, to just before injury time. Two one up, um, we get a free kick for the instant we talked about where Chio basically gets stamped on in something like the eighty ninth minute. We had spent the minute or two before that with Chio taking the ball into the corner and essentially trying to keep the game. We get a, we get a free kick, which is essentially almost in the corner, just before time goes up on the board. And we decide to put the ball into the box. And from a game management point of view, I cannot for the life of me work out why that's not just gone into corner. Because we didn't send any big boys up. It's not like we sent, sent any, any big defenders up. So essentially what we were doing, and bear in mind how quickly Burnley did and can break, mm-hmm. we just gave them a free attack. That ball's got to go in the corner, even if it kills just 90 seconds. You've got to take that into the corner. That's that's a real uh, a, a real failure. I don't know whose part it is, whether it's Matt Taylor or, or the players. Somebody's got to say, right, just take a corner. Chio can hold it there for a minute, can't he? That, mm-hmm. that, that, that also cost us, I think. Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. I mean, we've we've already mentioned what's happened with Victor as well, how he's spilled the ball. But then if you factor in, oh, well, it's been raining, that ball is very slippery. Even with the um, the modern goalkeeper gloves we've got now, which are extremely sticky, it, it doesn't help you in the rain. So Victor's tried to do what he does best, which is try and smother it and catch it. I don't think he's tried to parry it. I honestly think he's tried to grab hold of it and he's just not grasped it. And then it, unfortunately, it's gone into the path of their player. Um, but yeah, with, with the whole thing in the corner, yeah, just short free kick in the corner, let them come to you. Um, all. Yeah, exactly. Because um, <clears throat> there weren't exactly that many players for them ready to pounce on that ball if we'd have played it short. Yeah. Um, but again, that factors down to in the moment decision making, which again, we got wrong, I think. I have just had a, um, a text through saying. Uh, from one of my journalism friends saying the fourth official has reportedly told Matt Taylor that they got the decision wrong for the throw-in and he actually apologised to Matt Taylor saying we got that one wrong. Which, I'm sorry if you can hear snoring in the background, by the way, my dog's asleep. Um, It's heard me rattling on about Burnley and he's nodded off. Um, So, so yeah, so even if the fourth official has noticed it and apologised to Matt Taylor, you know, surely surely if if they're giving a throw-in one way, she'll be saying... Are you sure? Yeah. You know, because if, even if the fourth, if fourth official's gone, I thought that went their way. Are you sure? Mm. At least ask the question, of, are you sure? Because you're meant to work as a refereeing team. You know, it's not just one of you going, oh, I think that's such and such. Yes, referee, that, that's fine. We're just alignment with the wavy flags. We don't have to have any input. Um, but yeah. Like, you can't have a committee making a decision on the throw-in though, can you? You know what I mean? Mm. It's given. It's given as it's given. Um, and it's given wrongly, but 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. A lot of Burnley fans said the, the throwing decision was wrong. Yeah, as well. That, that happens week in, week out. Yeah, you? you know, so not quite as blatant as that a lot of the time, but um, you know, when it comes to throw-ins, a lot of it is a lot of it is by its nature guesswork. You know, two players <laughs> yeah. making contact with ball at the same time. It, 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 so, so yeah, you know, it, yeah, just it just added to the frustration. I think that that was basically the cherry on top, weren't it, of of, of all the other frustrations, the decisions yeah. that went against us, but. Look, let's 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 wind it up and just say we performed exceptionally well. And if we can perform mm-hmm. like that away from home for for the rest of this season, then we ain't going to be anywhere near the relegation zone. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Absolutely, we we were a lot of people, well, a lot of fans anyway, were expecting absolute tonking from mm-hmm. Burnley. I think if they'd have said to you, Burnley are going to win three two before the you game, you would have gone, yeah, would have gone, hey, we've played well here. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's again, it, it's like a little bit like Coventry, it's the mannerisms of which we've dropped points, which yeah. has frustrated us, and it's not purely down to our open play performance, it's to other contributing factors as well. Yeah. Um, which is a shame, but if we play like we did against Burnley and <clears throat> keep playing like that and strengthening the January transfer window, we'll be fine, absolutely. Yeah, yes, yeah, I mean, we spent an hour on this, I mean. Uh, some people may be, may be frustrated. But it's, there's been five goals and a red card, and two more, two more controversial decisions. Um, much more to talk about than a terrible one 0 in Cardiff, on it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, let's 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 move on. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else? Final call. Anything else for the Burnley game? No. Come on, move it. Move it. <laughs> That's fine. We shall move on. Um, yeah. So if you. You know, weren't very happy about some whinging, moaning Premier League players. Um, from Wednesday night, get ready for Saturday because Norwich City come to town. And every report I've heard from Norwich City this season is that they are exactly the same as they have been in previous seasons and they are very, very soft. They are a decent team, but will make things difficult for us in terms of game management, if you want to use that gamesmanship type thing, as we've mentioned before. Um, the referee on this one is Dean Whitestone. He refed us in Matt Hill's first game, so not, not long ago. Uh, the 1-1 draw at home to Millwall did give us the penalty, which I can't remember the incident now, to be honest with you. I've, I've, I've noted down the penalty, but I can't remember the incident. It was it was the one where Barlas had only just scored the yeah. penalty. Um, don't remember anything particular from the game, um, so that's good. That's good. I, I don't know why, but I feel like this guy is a decent ref from memory. I may be proven wrong. He's going to need one. He's going to need to be. Yeah. He needs to be strong. And let's see whether he is or not. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a game I quite like, Danny, to be honest with you. We're, obviously, in the previous management, there's been a semi-sideshow with, with obviously the links. Sidestep that one. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you've been in trouble on other podcasts mentioning him, haven't you? I spoke, I spoke to the Pinkham, which is a Norwich podcast, and I mentioned our previous manager's name, like, Five or six times, um, I, I feel like I couldn't sidestep it like we're doing ours because I, if I if I just started referring to him as the former manager, they might think I'm being a bit, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for the conversation. So I have six quid in the pot from other bosses for me that one. Um, but I quite like the game because knowledge always bring loads of fans. I like the colours. I like the yellow. It's just it makes everything brighter and bigger. And 
I don't know. Um, other than the fact they throw themselves all, all over, it's normally quite a good game, the Norwich game. It's, it's normally quite entertaining anyway, history tells us anyway. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm quite looking forward to it. <clears throat> um, I do hope Howard Webb is John Brecking's guest of honour again, uh, so he can go after the referee at half-time and have a word with him, uh, like he did against, oh, who was it now? I forget who it was, but he definitely had a word with him at half-time. Um, but yeah, um, it should be a very, very good game, I think. Like, like you've already said, the Norwich game was often billed as the previous manager's uh, boyhood club against his current club. We've now got rid of that, so maybe that takes the shackles off us a little bit, uh, and we can actually play to a strength and not the occasion per se, mm. at least. Um, but hopefully, it's a <clears throat> it's a strong response to losing on the road because strangely we've put in a good performance on the road and then not been as good the following game at home. Mm. So hopefully, with a um, a high energy, big effort loss away from home, we can go. Right, we need to kick it up another gear and go again at home. Yeah, we've still got another two games to play until the World Cup after Norwich, but hopefully it's a game where we just pull our socks up and go, right, let's go at them again. Mm. Matt Taylor has already mentioned about um, the issues with players blowing a lot in games at the minute <clears throat> due to the intensity, which sort of raises questions about the previous manager maybe running him a bit too hard, being very much a fitness-orientated manager. And maybe Matt Taylor's got a fresh pair of eyes and gone, actually, these lads are knackered, you know. Um, it's a squad size issue as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But hopefully he puts the right pieces together and actually works around that issue. And maybe, just maybe, we could do a Norwich on Norwich. Maybe we go down softly for a change. That frustrates <laughs> them. That causes issues. That causes them to make mistakes. And then we nip in with Chio or or Washington, or whoever, and then poke a goal in. You never know. Mm, never know. Um, yeah, let's go. Yeah, something like I think of the previous regime, I feel it's why the hamstrings blow so much. Too much sprinting, yeah, potentially. Not really I, Not really a dig, just an observation. Dig, yeah, I, I think I think, personally, I think it's more of a squad size issue. I think we, we, we created too much, uh, such a small squad. You've got not enough options in certain areas, except defence, except central defence. We've got quite a lot of options um, in there. Um, Mick, I know you love these, so we're going to give you to them. Last four games against Norwich have all been defeats, and we have one win in our last nineteen games against Norwich City, uh, as according to eleven v eleven stats. Um, they are going to be a decent team, but they are—they're not Burnley. We saw what we did to Burnley. These aren't these aren't Burnley. These are an inconsistent team. They drew with QPR. Uh, they've had a couple of really inconsistent results. I suspect at some point they'll click, but they haven't clicked yet. So this is a good, t- in theory, this is a really good time to be playing a team like Norwich, where they still seem still seem to be finding their feet back at this level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is. It is, and, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, get one over on them this time. Uh, it's about time we did. I don't think any of certainly the home, well, and then last time in the championship, the away game, we deserve to lose necessarily. I think we've been unlucky on uh, on on many occasions. I mean, the, the, if if I remember right, there was a handball on the line or something, or a disallowed goal for a stupid from Robertson, yeah, yeah, which were, were for a foul on alleged foul on goalkeeper. Um, I, if I'm right, I'm, I don't know whether I'm right. It, it was about a week after the. 
uh, assault on Victor at Barnsley, I think. No, the... it was a few days after the Bournemouth game where Jefferson Lerma had spent the entire That's day right, yeah. game. And then, then I, the Barnsley game may have been the week after, actually. It was yeah. very close yeah. together, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't look forward to playing Norwich, I'll be honest. I, I really don't look forward to it. Um, it frustrates the life out of me. <laughs> it really does. And, okay. and, and I alluded to it earlier on about the cheating and, and then Norwich are every single time that we've played them, um, there are two or three, at least two or three players within that squad that that just just well, there, there is no other way to describe them other than cheats. You know, you know, they spend their time, they spend the whole of the ninety minutes trying to trick the referee into into giving them uh, giving them free kicks and, and and getting players booked and stuff. It's just how they play. Uh, it would appear. I can only base that on my experience of the wins we've played them. I'm not saying that, you know, they might not do it any other time. I can't imagine that that's the case, that they wait to come to New York or wait to play Rotherham to do it. I'm sure that they do it most of the time. And I've spoken to my uh, a couple of Sheffield United supporters I work with. Uh, that would appear to be still the case uh, when they, when they were, came up here last couple of, in the last couple of weeks or so. So I don't like it. it. It really just annoys the life out of me. It's not football for me. So I'm not particularly looking forward to it, if I'm honest. That's a well, if you listen to Mick just then, that's a sneak preview of Sunday's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Their recent forms bang average one win in the last eight, losing five of those. Um, the last away win came at Blackpool. Yeah, inconsistent in terms of players. I think it's worth not pointing out they've still got Grant Hanley and Timu Puki, who are obviously individually very good players, but Grant Hanley has the turning circle of boat um, so you've got the, those type of players. we saw this against oh, what team we play with massive defenders we're in Mill, Mill, Millwall Millwall yeah we didn't we, we'd never tried to turn the defenders did we no. never tried to use a bit of pace on them Grant Hanley is an excellent defender in the air but there's huge question marks over him on the floor get the ball in and around him and I feel like that that from a Matt Taylor point of view Danny that's more what he's trying to go towards is trying to use a bit more pace he's trying to get in and around the defenders feet a little bit and if that's what they've got, then that could work into Chio coming back in and Chio and Wash maybe getting a both both start to get that pace in and around them. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think so. I think we, um, like I mentioned before, <clears throat> excuse me, if anyone can remember that far back in this podcast uh, about Washington upsetting their back line by being nippy and not the big man up front. Um, now, if you've got Washington and Chio doing that at home, then that could cause all sorts of problems. We've actually seen that in their combination when they were up front together earlier in the season, uh, and it could prove fruitful again. The only question mark is, is Chio ready for a start? That's the question. That's, that is the one question. And by the looks of it, we are beginning to shift towards a 3-5-2 at home and then a 3-4-1-1. Is it a 3-4-1-1? Anyway, whatever. whatever a 3-5-1-1 away from home. Yeah, um, and it's starting to just show the um, the fruits of Matt Taylor's labour in trying to organise that system. Mm-hmm. Do I think uh, Chio and Washington up top could cause issues against Norwich? Yes, absolutely. If Chio's not quite fit enough, possibly employ the same system that we normally would do away, and then bring Chio on later on, potentially. Yeah. Uh, but like you say, with their their big back line, yeah, they're good in the air, very good in the air. So Tommy is the wrong shout. Get it on the floor, pacey, pressing, upset him, 
getting behind them, cause all sorts of problems, pressing, it could prove very... Um, Oh, I've lost my I've lost my train of thought. It could prove very well for us. There we go. We'll say that. Yeah, that'll do. Um, Mike the Miller says, I think the crowd will play a big part on Saturday. We look knackered at the end on Wednesday and could run out of steam. That's when the fans are behind them. Yeah, you know, I'm never gonna never gonna be a fan of playing Wednesday, Saturday. I don't think it suits teams like us. That's I know I know everybody has the same same thing, but it doesn't suit us. Our, our the energy we had to we have to output in these games really doesn't suit us having such a short break. I know when I know Norwich play Wednesday as well. Um, but their drab dull nil-nil against QPR, I don't think it would have taken as much out of them as it took out of us against Burnley. Um, so there's going to be some rotation. Peter Kioso wasn't in the squad on Saturday, <laughs> Wednesday, so could Peter Kioso come back in? We saw Brooknot and Cuffey. Uh, I don't think he's been officially ruled out, but I think it's going to be a doubt um, for the game. Um, Woody will probably come back in in defence. There's no suspensions except Cohen Bramall is the only, only suspended player. Um, Fergie wasn't even on the bench, so what we're going to do there, Mick? What, what, are you going to plug that guy? That that's a, that's becomes a bit of a problem. Might have, might have chucked Wes there again. It is a worry. Uh, Wes can play it. It's not his ideal. It's not an ideal place for him to be playing, is it? Uh, we know when he's when he makes when he does make his mistakes, it tends to be in that when he's playing in that position. Um, but yeah, he can cover it. Um, it could be that it depends whether whether Norton Cuff is able to play. If he's able to play, Norton Cuff could cover it and. Bring Kioso back on the right, or Wes on the right. So there are options there. Yeah. Um, it just depends on uh, on injuries, and, and and we don't know what level Shane Ferguson's at in terms of his recovery and fitness. So uh, there are options. There are options. Uh, yeah, uh, John Simpson, silly question. He's coming back at zero yellows because of the spent suspension. No, it basically goes. So, for example, Grant Hall's on five now on five yellow cards. There is a next level. So if he gets 10 yellow cards, it's a two-game suspension. If he man- somehow manages to get 15 yellow cards, that's then a three-game suspension. But there so are- Grant, Hall's, Grant Hall's not available Saturday, is he? No, he, was, he served it at Cardiff, didn't he? No, he got another yellow last night, didn't he? Yeah, but that's only six then, isn't it? Oh, sorry, I thought that was his fifth last night. No, because it was suspended for Cardiff, weren't it, for five, for five yellow cards. Right, got you. He got booked it's- at Coventry, so suspended for Cardiff, so he... He's now free. He can get as many yellow cards as up to 10. But that Forgive me. Games. I've lost a week. Forgive me. <laughs> what is most, most impressive, Ollie Rathbone's still on four yellow cards. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Um, I, think, I, think, I think he needs to get through Saturday to avoid the, the, the suspension as well. Saturday's <laughs> the 19th game. Um, so, well done, Ollie. That's amazing. And he's not dropped off performance as well. I think that's important. He's not dropped his performance. We've gone long tonight. Um, Phil Oxley says if we can't play three games we may as well move on and throw throw the towel in Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying we can't play three games a week I'm saying it will impact certain teams more than others I feel like it impacts us more than others because of how how, any, how much energy we had to output on Wednesday night's game it may prove to be wrong Maybe you know we may come out all guns blazing but I, I worry about the output from Wednesday to such a short turnaround um, mm. to whatever day it's going to be Saturday um, let's do some let's do some suspensions. Let's do some predictions. Um, Danny, what are you predicting for Norwich and the Millers? Um, I think we're going to win two one. Here we go. Now we're talking. That's what we want. Uh, Mick, 
It depends which team turns up, doesn't it? You know, if it's Cardiff, we're going to lose 7 0. <laughs> um, if it's the Burnley game, if it's the if it's the team, that, assuming that we, we play like we played against Burnley, I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable 2 0 victory to us. Comfortable? Yeah, I do. I do. However, it depends which one turns up. So, but I'll go 2 0 Millers. Mick, I think you need to start checking the percentage of the alcohol that you drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, trying to try to show a bit of a bit of confidence, and the referee's going to have a good game. He's going to he's not going to take any messing about. He's not going to take any any diving and throwing themselves about. We're going to get in the faces. We're going to upset him. The confidence is going to go, and we're going to bang two in. Okay, I'm going to go two on the Millers as well. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, they've got Dean Smith, Dean Smith as manager. I am personally not a massive Dean Smith fan. You look at his Aston Villa team when they played us at New York. When Jack Grealish had one of the best halves of football we've had a player have at New York Stadium. Without Jack Grealish, we beat that team, and that was a really, really good Aston Villa team. So that that's the type of manager you got to come against. If, if he doesn't like it up, him he doesn't like it when things aren't going his way. Um, so hopefully we can take advantage of that, especially when his team's in, in such inconsistent form. Uh, Russ Vernon says 2 0 to the Millers. Andrew Barlow says 101st minute winner. I hope he means for us. Um, Sean Green says 1 0 to the Millers. Jelly Simpson says 1 0 and more grey hair for us fans. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, Dean Wyhouse says we have to sort the stupid time wasting Millers and beat Norwich 2 0 if they turn up. Yeah, it, if we're winning, if it's 0 0, we're not going to time waste. Uh, if yeah. it gets 1 0 with 20 minutes left, there's a good chance we're going to start time wasting the game because. That's what football teams do. Uh, without me, I'm trying that sound like condescending. I'm not trying to be that's just how football works. We've had a couple uh, of games where we've tried to manage the time, except Wickham wise, Wickham way. We've had a couple, but it's only been a couple of games and it, it's been built up and built up now by away supporters and, and, and social media as if it's some sort of disease that we're suffering from. That this is all we do, and that's absolute. Garbage. Occasionally, yeah, we do it, but the set of circumstances where it's been most prevalent, i.e., the Coventry game and the Burnley game, are two sets of circumstances where just about any other team in the country would do the same thing because you're winning away from home against the team that's on top. You, you, it, 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 I'm not saying it's right, I don't like it, and I've criticized other teams for doing it, but the bottom line is we're no worse than anybody else. In my view, we're no worse than anybody mm. else. I agree. We, just, we can't talk about long ball anymore, can we? We can't. We can't call Rotherham a long ball team. We can't call them physical. What are we going to call them? And it just it just gathers momentum, doesn't it? Mm. Or maybe that's my inferiority complex. Maybe I'm wrong and not just not seeing it. But uh, well, I don't think we are. When when we were trying, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. We've got on. Um, <laughs> Jalenson says Victor's time waste is rubbing off on her kids. They brought it to grassroots. Big fan of that. Uh, I do. Love it. <laughs> you can't just say so you're a big fan of it after I've just said what I've just said. <laughs> I'm a big fan of. I, I like. I'll, I like that one. Is when you know we're watching two man, two game, two random teams. I like watching Atletico Madrid because there's always fireworks a minute away from because because they just annoy everybody. When it's not involving us, I love it. It's just it just it's just great. Um, you know. It, it's about the context of the game. 
And you can call, yeah, you call it game management, call it time wasting, like my 61 Miller said there. You call it whatever you want to call it, but it's not something that is done in the context of each individual game. Yeah. You don't set out to time waste from minute one. No. Yeah. It's up to the referee to manage that, and I suppose he will claim he managed it. Anyway, come back with me. Let's stop this. Yeah. It's silly now. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for putting up with us for an hour and 17 yeah, minutes I hope it's been therapeutic much like it has a little bit for us I feel a little bit better I will feel a little bit better until probably 3 o'clock on Saturday when we go through it all again and the Rotherham United roller coaster. three more games before the month break before the World Cup if we could pick up a few more points that would be absolutely lovely between now and then uh, Danny it's been a pleasure thank you for being with us tonight and I uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I feel a lot better now. It's a shame, really, because on Wednesday I was in such a good mood, and then Burnley happened, and I've had face on ever since. But now I feel a little bit better. Good. I'm glad we can help, Mick. Uh, uh, yeah, good luck on uh, trying to get through Saturday without having a heart attack. I'll do my best. I'm getting to that age now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you everybody We please subscribe to your channel if you haven't already um, we will be back on Danny is there going to be a vlog is there a vlog that you can put out that doesn't have a million swear words um, I am actually going to put this one out I think I'm going to sit down and edit it and see how much I'm screaming towards the end uh, purely for your own enjoyment <laughs> yeah uh, we'll be back instant reaction live on Saturday oh it won't be live instant reaction we'll be back on Saturday evening if you want to be on the instant reaction, anybody's more than welcome. Let us know if you fancy, fancy coming on for a 10-minute chat end at game. Tell you where you can meet us if you fancy. If you don't, don't worry about it. That'll be on Saturday evening. Sunday, we'll back on to the podcast Sunday evening and out on live Monday morning as we preview a South Yorkshire derby, finally, yeah. um, on Tuesday. Um, thank you, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.